Hello, everybody, and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we talk about Blizzard, and I fight off the urge to do the entire show in an Eeyore voice. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm the host. And with me this week are just two really amazing co-hosts who would probably not want me to do that Eeyore thing. But who knows? We'll find out. Uh, first up, he's going to get thrown in the swimming pool someday. It's Mitch. What's up, Mitch? Hey, Rossi. See, now you went and did it. You stole my idea. Yup. That's what I do sometimes. So what have you been up to besides that? Uh, what have I been up to? Um... Not a whole lot. Again, leveling a little more on the beta, I think, at least since the last podcast. Um, leveling, or actually gearing my Warlock, and uh, I got my Monk to 110 through uh, invasions and also talking to Nomi and, uh, you know, Cloth Heirlooms, so that was wonderful. Um, so I don't know if I'll actually play my Monk now, but he was sitting at like 108, 109-ish, and I was like, eh, why not? But not a whole lot outside of that. Yeah, I've been pl- playing Hunter on the beta because... I don't really know why. Oh, no, I do know why. Because I had to write a post about hunters having a new ready animation. So I went. Oh, yeah, that's right. Rolled a couple of them. And so I like played around a bit. Uh, I know Anne's going to want to talk about Stormsong. So I'm going to throw Anne in here right now. Anne, talk about Stormsong. Not Stormsong, Boralus. Talk about Boralus. Oh, Boralus. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, hi. Thanks. Anne's also here today with us, folks. Intro. We do that Um, to you literally every week, Mitch. So I don't feel as bad. But. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Glacier Wolf wanted to know if I was going to come in as Tigger. I'm like, no, I don't. I mean, Ooh-hoo-hoo. yeah, I was going to say the only thing I know is the hoo like his laugh, and that's it. <laughs> I couldn't do his voice. I, I don't think I could do. I, I thought about trying to do Winnie the Pooh, but I kept going to Mickey Mouse in my head, and that's not the same uh-huh. thing at all. <laughs> anyway, um... this show is good day. <laughs> show just ends into us doing anyway. Um, no, uh, so. Stuff that I've been doing. Well, okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. The other stuff that I've been doing, though, just like on my main, is I've been knocking out those weird little achievements and things that I hadn't gotten around to, just because I hadn't gotten around to them for whatever reason. So um, I unlocked... Oh, what's his name? Uh, What the heck is his... It's like uh, Kazamuth? Oh, yeah, Kazamuth, the squid dude or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't... um, I hadn't done that. I don't remember why I didn't do that. I think it was because everybody else was in the rush to do it. So I didn't really feel like fighting with a bunch of other people who were doing the same thing. I was like, oh, I'll get to it later. Well, later is now here. So I still I, haven't actually done that. I should. I, there's like a whole attunement thing for it and everything. It's pretty cool and a lot of fun. So I went and did all of that. And now I have the world quest thing unlocked on my mini map. But all that comes up as the reward is the pet so far. I haven't seen the mount pop up, so I'm waiting for that to happen. So I can Oh get yeah, the mount. it's on a the Riddler's Mindworm? Yeah. No, it's No, not the Riddler's no. Mindworm. This is the other thing. It it it's like the jellyfish mount, but like the, the underwater new one. one. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then let's see the other thing. There's been a couple of different things that I did. Some just random broken shore achievements that I hadn't finished yet. Um I went and did Oh, I got the headmistress title from archaeology. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, you get a key for the uh, Nautilus Academy, and you have to go in and do a, beat a bunch of things, and then you beat the end lady. And supposedly it's supposed to take lots of people, but I am at the point in my eye level where I go, lots of people, ha ha ha, I'm soloing everything. I am and I did. people. I, and, and I did, and I soloed her too, and then I got the title, and that made me happy. So it's just been a, a lot of going through the achievement list and going, okay, which ones of these do I not have yet? I still don't have drum circle. I need to make that happen. You have to bounce up and down on the drum in high mountain with like four other people like there has to be oh, five people that's simultaneously that's jumping yeah I, I, it's a hidden achievement when we were leveling it's a hidden achievement <laughs> i'm just when we were leveling and we were in high mountain we didn't do that no we didn't get that it, it's because it's a hidden achievement it's not like in there it's one of the hidden ones um and oh. so yeah one of the things that i've been working on is like these weird little hidden achievements and things <laughs> I, see, I mean, we did jump up and down on that drum. Who didn't jump? Who? Who? who Probably didn't Alex. <laughs> I don't know. These these are all the things that I usually do in the post expansion lull. But there's been a lot of content this time around, and I haven't actually like I've been consistently busy enough with the current stuff that I haven't actually like had time to do that. And at this point, because I was busy during the rest of the expansion, 
I'm more, you know, prone to taking a break and just kind of taking it easy rather than spending the last couple months sheep and farming. Yeah, see, to me, that is kind of relaxing and taking a break because I'm just, you know, every now and again when I have like a random moment or two, I go on and go, oh, what's something I could knock out in a couple hours? Oh, this one. But okay. Some of it is like that, yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, I got the fishing artifacts like a month or two back, but gosh darn it. What? on earth <laughs> don't don't worry it's, about it it's loose oh god that, <laughs> it's that free. means life of his he's don't worry it, about it he's let it out put it back mitch now um the other thing that i've been doing obviously is messing around on the beta and uh i started putting together more galleries of borales because borales has had a lot of substantial updates since the first time that i posted those galleries um if you go back and you look at the original borales gallery and then look at the current ones that I've been putting out, you can see there's like this substantial transformation that has happened. Um, they've put in a lot more buildings and structures. They've filled in those buildings and structures. There's like tables and chairs and knickknacks and this, at the other. It's still not done because there are still buildings that are completely empty and you know that they're not supposed to be empty. Like there are places that are marked as inns, but there's nothing in them yet. So you know that stuff is going to be added there eventually. But even even with that in mind, there is such the level of detail paid to this place. It's astonishing, really. It's You know how we were kind of saying, gosh, I wish that Suramar were a capital city because it feels so majorly huge and expansive and alive? Yes. Boralus is that. It's just and the Colteris version of, of Suramar and it's yeah. everything. It is that level of detail. The, it is the horde equivalent Zoldazar, I think is the yeah. actual name of the city. Um it's it's in a similar vein. I don't know if it has as much of the like nook and cranny kind of If details. you go down to the Zocalo, there's a lot the, going on yeah. in the Zocalo. There's there's a lot kind of at the lower levels like the the market districts and stuff like that. I haven't and actually explored Boralus. Yeah. So I, I, I don't say, know though, how much it I feel like I feel like good. like Boralus is more of a actually feels like a city place whereas Zolazar still kind of has a it has a strange temple-y feel like well, it feels I mean, like you know because it's what it is, is like a, a, a city zone kind of like yeah. i made the comparison before it's it reminds me a lot of zoldrak where it is it's similar to technically Zoldrak, this apparently. whole city kind of spanning the zone with you know interspersed with jungle and water and stuff like that there's a certain amount of that there yeah the, the other thing is is i think like Boralus has been iterated on a little bit more. Like, yeah, it feels oh, like sure. it, it gets more, and when it's when the next patch comes out, there's a little bit more, and a little bit more, and a little bit more, um, which I don't think is a problem really, because there's going to be like a dungeon set in it and everything too. So it's not surprising there's. I think there's been... just a difference between the two because over on Zandalar, the whole the whole city and everything, the way that it's set up, it's set up alongside this like gigantic pyramid structure, right? So it's all uphill, downhill, and Everything is kind of on tiered steps. But if you go down to like the docks area and the Zakalo and all of that, there's a lot going on down there and it's just as detailed as Ruralis is. Yeah, it's I and I'm glad they're not like mirror images or anything. Like they both have their own unique style and fit the zone and everything and they're super cool and detailed and they are like Suramar, but bigger. So anyway, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing. It's just that. Cool. I, I you did remind me I finished the DK mount chain and oh my god, isn't oh it my, great? <laughs> it's so good. Okay, so now we've all done that one. <laughs> I mean, yes. that's the one that to my that cements that the, the, the Death Knight's got some of the best storytelling in Legion. Oh um, um, yeah, yeah they straight up they're in a really fascinating place going forward. I hope that Blizzard doesn't drop the ball on this. I know that there's been some stuff data mind that the red dragonflight did not forgive or forget what you did uh so that's good there's i, there's some I killed stuff them all there. so that's, that's yeah. not a problem for me mm, there still is more of them dude uh they, wait they, when you went into their temple yes oh geez i didn't i didn't do anything to any of them i, yeah, I if, there if was like didn't... a couple that i had to but that was it oh snap sorry if, to interrupt but i got if, i got the second warglaive the one that i needed Yay! Great! Uh, but yeah, we should probably actually start talking about news. As as cool as it is that Mitch finally got himself a second legendary from Burning Crusade, uh, <laughs> actually, 
there are actually like you know stories and stuff to talk about um amongst the stories uh i want to talk about this one first just because it's like cool uh they put out a jaina comic yesterday that basically says if you've been wondering what jane has been doing all through legion you now get to find out uh new jana comic basically answers that question and leads into what she's going to be doing uh in battle for azeroth uh and you wrote it up for the site so maybe you want to talk about it it okay for the long and short of it what she's been doing while we've been fighting demons is she's been fighting demons duh of course she's fighting demons she's not going to run off and do nothing (laughs) but she's just been fighting solo because nobody else is really on her side so fine she'll just go do things her own way by herself in her room listening to Linkin Park um okay maybe not that drastic but Jaina has a lot to think about and I liked this comic because you kind of see some of that thought process sort of percolating in her head and it all leads to her deciding to check in on quote unquote home aka Colteris which isn't really home per se to her anymore because she left when she was young it's her birthplace it's where her family yeah and and i mean the proud moors the proud moors were pretty much in charge of culturis her father was you know lord animal but the thing is is it's like she hasn't been back there i I don't know when she's been back there i actually had a cute question and i'm going to answer it tomorrow so if you're listening to the recording of the show on itunes um that was yesterday but somebody asked how long it had been since Jaina had left Colteris and I went and looked it up because there were like several references um, in the novel Arthas when Arthas first meets Jaina he is 11 and she's a year younger than he is so she must be 10 at that point in time Jesus. and she's being introduced at like this this like banquet thing that they're having I, she and her father were passing through and the bishop or whatever was giving his blessing and he said and bless lady jaina proudmore who is on her way to dalaran i'm like okay so she was 10 when she left for dalaran and if you look at the timeline right now she's 35 36 somewhere in there um so it's been like over 20 years unless she went home to visit and we don't know if she went home to visit yeah it's very hard to huh. determine that i mean she's been away see- for a substantial period of time you see her again in Arthas when she's a little bit older. Like, I don't know exactly how much. Like, they're obviously at least teenagers and heading towards adulthood. Was it before you see or her... after Arthas was in the uh, Silver Hand? It's, he's, he, he escorts them. I remember that much. And they go to one of the camps. That That might be the one that she was 10, though, right? That was when she was like... Yeah, she was like ten or eleven. And there's she sees her again when he gets he gets knighted. At okay, his when big he ceremony. gets when he gets inducted, he is I want to say eighteen, so she's seventeen at that point. And they they basically start kind of flirting, but they're not really like I don't know. Or we don't know if 16? she's been home for that period of time. He might have been sixteen at that point, so she would have been fifteen. Regardless, yeah. they were teenagers. Yeah, and we don't know that if she was home at any point. She definitely doesn't seem to have gone home after that. Like, it's clear that when she and Arthur start whatever kind of relationship they have, they kind of have a relationship going. It's clear she is really heavily involved in Dalaran at that point. Like, she is not... Whatever she's doing, it's not the kind of thing she could take a lot of time away from. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm presuming maybe she went home for the holidays, or you know, maybe it was a Harriet Hogwarts situation where they just hung out. I don't know. <laughs> but Jaina was a very, very devoted student, and she was Antonidas's apprentice, and he didn't take very many of those at all, ever. So she may just as well have stuck around in Dalaran for all we know. She just, she, her, the substantial portion of her life has been spent away from Colteris rather than there at this point in time. You know what I thought was interesting about the story, though? In order to go look back at Colteris, she goes to Theramore. Yeah. And that was interesting. It's like, she can't get away from Theramore. And that was something that was brought up in the comic, uh, was like, she she said like, oh, you know, everything keeps drawing me back to Theramore. I didn't quite get what she meant by that exactly but she does mention being drawn back to theramore in some capacity which it was interesting though i i also theramore kinda... the destruction of theramore was the moment that everything went completely wrong yeah that but was she, uh... the moment that kind of sealed the deal on what have i been doing with my life i've been dedicating it to the possibility of a peace and of diplomacy that doesn't exist and i've been d- 
devoting my entire life to this thing and what has it gotten me these ruins right here these bodies my friend's dead that's why she keeps getting pulled back there because that was the pivotal moment that was that was it right there that was yeah that that was the moment where everything went haywire and she began to question everything and everything that she was everything that she is everything she believes in you know it all goes back to theramore it all goes back to that day in theramore when the horde in one horrific moment just kind of blew away all of her i wouldn't i wouldn't call it naivety or anything like that i think i would call it like optimism yeah hope i would just say hope because she had a hope for the feast and then the hope is gone yeah I, I don't know. It's interesting for a lot of reasons. It's interesting because Theramore isn't just a place where, you know, she had her hope killed. It's where she first gave up something to try and, you know, she sacrificed her chance to help her father to try and maintain the peace. And, that's and actually that turned out story. to be a big mistake. Yeah, it's yeah, in the story, too. It's really well done. Really, haven't really forgiven. Yeah, I, so I was, was amused that she... You know, I, I totally believe it because she's a mage and she's super powerful and whatever. But she like dons a hidden appearance using her magic and also has like super hearing because of her magic. I, I kind of well, I was amused by that. I mean, she's probably one of the most powerful sorceresses. Sorcerers. Oh no, I'm, I'm not surprised magic that she can do it. On it's, Azra, just, so... it's one of the things you don't see very often, like actually happen in the game. Yeah. Actually, it's funny. It's from her shaman training. She she dropped a totem on the island. That <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. So it was sentry totem. She took sentry totem and she made it mobile. <laughs> sentry totem, R.I.P. No, I, yeah. So we the Kirator always making improvements. Anyway, yeah. that comic's out. If you wanted, like, get a chance to see it. Uh, the art's really cool. I forgot who did the art, but it was really cool. I thought it's, it's a really quick read too. So it's kind of like the Heroes comic, except I think even a little longer. I think it's a little longer than the Heroes comic, and I also think that there's more to it. Yeah, significantly. I I feel like there was a lot more substance to that one than there was to the Heroes. You get to see, like, there's some people that wanted to be on genocide. We we didn't really have any significant knowledge of the backstory of the stuff that was going on in Heroes of the Storm, so I don't think it had the same impact, whereas this one, everybody wanted to know where Jaina went. And what she was doing, and we found out. Yeah. So it had I, it, I it just automatically carried curious, more weight. And I, I don't know if I don't think this is like too far into spoiler territory. Well, but let's not dive into too far, okay? I, I just timeline wise, there's a moment where Jaina is back with the Alliance and gets sent to Colturus, uh in Battle for Azeroth, like the very start of it. Yeah, that's after it, the comic. That's after the comic. Okay. Yeah, that's after Cause, the comic. Because it was to me that part part in the game was a little unclear because it, it Wait, Mitch, seemed without, like without spoilers there. Mitch do you remember that part of the when you were doing the very opening Battle for Azeroth stuff and you said that Jaina has an oh god moment where she shows up and she's terrifying yeah from the horde that, perspective though that follows hard upon this this happens and then she goes and does that yeah okay and th- that's kind of where I was leaning or wondering because this sort of I guess explains the dialogue that I was confused by earlier um because Anduin sort of brings up Kulturus out of nowhere, or at least at the time it felt like that, and this sort of makes more sense why he would have done that. Yeah. Also, though, we should move on to some other stories. Uh, it's Overwatch's anniversary as of yesterday, as we're recording this. Yay! Uh, anniversary number two! Let's all awkwardly sing happy birthday. No. Let's not. <laughs> no. okay. well, fine. But I will this say... This is um, a happy birthday song. It isn't very long. Okay, we can move on. They've got, <laughs> in addition, in addition to Ian singing, which I'm sure will be recorded and no. turned into emote at some point. No, uh, they've got a new brawl map, Petra, which is set in the you know place of the real world locale of Petra, uh, which is an archaeologically significant place in the Middle East. Uh, it's actually really cool. Um, so they've got that map. That's that's for a complete. I forget exactly how it's put. It's a complete, you know, free for all, you know, deathmatch death arena. Yeah, it's they now have that, and they have. Uh, um, Widowmaker's Chateau. That's the other place. I um, think they they might have one more, or maybe I'm thinking Chateau Guillaume. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Chateau Guillaume is the other one. They're they're starting a. I guess this is coming. I don't know when it'll it'll happen, but it, they're going to have a a free for all deathmatch season. I think it started out. with the anniversary. Yeah, didn't it did. It? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you you know kind of like competitive Lucio Ball where you got points for you know competing. 
Speaking of Lucio Ball, though, all the uh, previous events are going to be on rotation in the arcade. So if there's something like Junkenstein's Revenge or um, Lucio Ball or the the Summer Games, something you missed that you've wanted to to play or get something from, yeah, it's uh, rotating every day. Yeah, there's a schedule up too. If if you're like, oh, I really want to, you know, play this event, you can find out what day it's going to be on. So if you've just said, you know, I never didn't get a chance to be my and throw snowballs at other mys, uh, that that's doable May. now. Yeah, my my, <laughs> I can't. Sorry, I can't do it. Oh my my, May. but yeah. May. That's ha- that's happening. Um, th- what did they say? They also there's a chance to get a special loot box that has not just in this anniversary loot, but but every like I, previous I anniversary think loot isn't it every anniversary loot box it's, it's, has a chance yeah, to the, all the loot. Yeah, the anniversary loot boxes that are specific to this anniversary have you get um, it has the anniversary skins like the eight that were released for this anniversary and then the ones that were released last year and then it has. Every piece of loot from every previous holiday. So if so you like, miss if you like the, ha- the Halloween skin way back, you can go. You can possibly get that in one of these loot boxes. Yeah. Um, those old holiday skins are also unlocked. So if you have the coins, you can purchase them. Oh, I didn't great. actually know that. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, we should it, probably at least talk briefly about the new skins. The new skins are pretty great. I, yeah, you, um, you get a loot box too to guarantee you yeah, the legendary. Yeah, you, you get because you get a free loot box every time they come out with a new event. The event or the loot box that you get this time around has a guaranteed legendary skin in it. Um, I got what did I get? I think I got the Genji anniversary skin from last year. I didn't get one of the, the new like ones. Sentai Genji, yeah, the yeah, Power the Ranger. one, the Power Ranger one. I got that one. I'm yeah. like. I wanted one of the new ones, but okay. I, I, got, I got Buccaneer <laughs> Junkrat or whatever it's called. He's cool um, looking. On PC. Yeah, I, I want to. I haven't opened my PS4 loot box to see what I get. I've seen some people get double legendary and like an epic skin as well. Like some people are getting real lucky with these things. But you, I'm jealous. Either way, you should be happy <laughs> with your result because it's the legendary. Skin you get one guaranteed legendary in the box, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. I'll say that I really liked the uh, the Lightning Tracer. I liked the Viper um, Soldier 76. And I liked, um, oh, I can't remember. Who is it who got the cool magician skin? Um, Symmetra. Symmetra, yeah. Symmetra. She looks a bit like Zatanna. Really it's pretty neat. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's a bunch of them out. I haven't seen all of them. I think there's like a pirate one for Junkrat. Yeah, there's, there's the, it's Buccaneer Junkrat. That's the one that I got in my loot box. Um, Bitrate Lucio, which... I, I don't entirely get like it. It just looks like a pink Lucio to me. Sorry, that Overwatch. one's an epic skin. It's not a legendary it's, skin. It's not a legendary skin. So it's yeah. It's I like how quite, his yeah. his sunglasses though. They have like the sound bars on them, and it looks pretty cool. Yeah, and his his whatever's on the end of his hair. They're like is the Mac- is the McCree and Sherlock Holmes outfit? Is that supposed to that's, be like a legendary? That's, that's, that's legendary. That's new this year. Magician Symmetra is new and legendary. Um, actually, Venom, the only Venom the only non Ven- yeah, I was gonna Ven- say the only non are Venom Soldier seventy six, Lightning Tracer, and Bitrate Lucio. Yeah, the rest are all legendaries. Uh, Formal Doomfist seems to be a really popular one. Magician Symmetra, like I said, I I like Stealth Bastion because it reminds me of um, Legion. Yeah, Legion yeah. from Effect. Uh, Shield Maiden Brigitte is pretty cool. I mean, they're all really cool. I think. Uh, I think the Buccaneer is actually one of my favorites, so I'm I'm really happy I got that one. And then the Magician Symmetra is pretty cool. But in addition to those, there's the last year's ones, which you have the B-May, the Diva Cruiser, which was a huge hit, I think, and several other ones. Yeah, I have that one. I got that uh, one last D- year. Diva is Diva in the Cruiser outfit is my like default. Yeah. So yeah, that's like basically if you like Overwatch or if you even just like to watch other people playing it, like I do, uh, there's that. That's out now. So yay, happy anniversary and happy two years to Overwatch. Um, I, I know some people were a little upset they didn't have a brand new holiday event for this event, and I get it. But but it didn't Retribution just happen last month? Yes, it did. Kind of felt like it. If they'd waited a month to drop, you know, Retribution, would you have been happier that you didn't get to play it for a month? I mean, you can get to play it again now. So I, I I think it's probably okay. That's my. I think take. it's actually pretty cool that they just decided to open all the holidays. Because the thing is, is like you usually only get access to that stuff once a year. 
So this is an extra chance to get all of that stuff that you might have missed out on, like that one skin from that one holiday that you really, really wanted, and it never dropped, and you didn't get it, and you were like, dang it, now i got to wait until next year. Well, you don't have to wait until next year. You could get it now. So It's also yeah. smart from a marketing perspective because now you have bigger competition for skins. But we should also mention, since we're talking about Overwatch, uh, a little while ago, I think it was earlier in, in April, I posted a thing about somebody who'd made their own really cool uh, Lego Reinhardt figure. And I said, you know, it'd be really cool if like Blizzard got together with some maybe like Mega Bloks or whatever and did like something like this, like kits like this to make, you know, Overwatch. And then yesterday, was it yesterday or today? It was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday as we're recording this, so a couple of days ago now, um, Overwatch announced, no, no, forget Mega Bloks, dude. We got actual Lego. We're, we're going with Lego. We're doing Lego Yeah, I am, I am so freaking excited about this. It's it's not, um, it, it was Activision Blizzard partnered with, like, I, I think a lot of different, like, toy companies, but one of the big ones to come out was, uh, you know, obviously the Lego Overwatch sets, and they don't have details yet. It's just, hey, we're partnering with Lego on Overwatch, and even though it's Activision Blizzard, it wasn't, like, Lego on all of our franchises. All the same... Uh, my mind has kind of been going crazy with what these sets could be ever since I heard the announcement, as anyone who's been on the site in the last day may have noticed. Because um, it just, there are so many really beautiful scenes in Overwatch. Uh, the, my go-to has kind of been like the first checkpoint or capture point rather in Hanamura. Like that is kind of the perfect like rectangular area to make a set out of. Um, and you would or would not need to include like minifigures of the different heroes with that one. Like it would just work as a building set on its own. Um, oh man, but... the horizon lunar quality would make a really yeah. cool set. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like you just, you think of one and then you start thinking, Oh, there's, there's actually this place that would be really cool too. And like, you just, you realize how many places there are in the overwatch universe to. You guys have seen like Lego of... star Wars and stuff, right? Yes. Cause imagine if they took that approach. Like, like what, you, you have the advanced kits where you could build like really big elaborate stuff. Then you have like you can mark it out. Like they have there's so much Lego Star Wars and they cover so much stuff. I want a Lego oh, yeah. version of Diva's Mac. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that, or, I can see them doing that too. Imagine if they did just a uh, just an Omnic collection oh. where they had every Omnic and you could build your own Omnics. So you could have like an like and then you have you have Ariza. You could make like the OR fifteen. And the the predecessor, the OR fourteen, you could, there's, there's like, again, there's just so many things they could do with this. I don't know how long this partnership is like intended to go, um, but knowing Overwatch and Lego, it's going to be a huge cash cow, and it will never end. Um, but yeah, like you said, they could do different sizes of sets too, and different difficulties. Like, you know, some of the ones I've envisioned have been just there's a payload, there's a couple minifigures made to look like Overwatch heroes. And they're fighting over like a, a small point or something, or it's even just just the payload and people escorting it all the way up to like, hey, here's a full several thousand piece or several. I can't remember what a big set is nowadays, but um, thousand plus piece uh, building Lijang Tower, if you want. Like there's there's so many things they could do with this. And uh, if anybody is like, wow, this loser. No, Legos are awesome, and it doesn't matter what age you are. You can build them, and they're fun, and they're great. They have their okay. own theme park. They're cool. Yes. Yeah. Uh, at this point, we're going to take a quick break and have Anne talk about some things for us. Yeah, if you enjoy our show, you should consider checking out Curiosity Stream at blizzardwatch.com slash curiosity. With Curiosity Stream, you can watch over 1,500 science, history, tech, and nature documentaries wherever you happen to be. It's kind of like Netflix, only it's just for documentaries and education. Don't let that fool you, though. There's all kinds of really fascinating documentaries out there to watch. Curiosity Stream also has a ton of original educational programming, like Stephen Hawking's Favorite Places. You can try the service with a one-week free trial and subscriptions start at just $2.99 a month. They add new shows every week, so it's actually worth sticking around. Again, you can find that at blizzardwatch.com slash curiosity and every new subscription supports our show and everything that we do. Thank you very much, uh, Anne. We're going to talk briefly about the uh, Heroes of the Storm news for this week before we do some emails because we really want to get some emails this week. Nexomania! Uh, Nexomania dropped this week. Uh, Okay, I know of like four four things for this. I know that there's like garage with a chair. I I know there's like Diablo, the the Diablo. There's um, the Sonya and Lunara skins. What else? What else is going on here? There, there's Karazim I... and Etc are the other two skins. 
Um, I think we covered the skids. I mean, we covered a bit of this last week, but it's it's live now. And um, the big thing this time around, I'd say, at least in my opinion, is uh, the fact that you uh, pick a side like immediately upon logging in for your quest. Um, we talked about this yeah. last week a little bit too. Yeah, that, that's the major thing I think with this. Uh, it's it's live though. Um, I can't remember how long it's going to last, but it, it'll be a fun event. And you know, there's new skins and stuff. Um, I'm curious to see how the uh, pick a side thing goes. Like, if that's going to be a model for future events. Like, if there's a lot of participation and if it's close or the Reddit thing about Sonia talking about not voting for the stupid horse that cracked me up. Yeah, I, I need to <laughs> read that because Alex was really thrilled about that one. I, I picked the stupid horse though, so whatever. But yeah, it it's it's live. It's a new event, and here's the storm. It's not really tied to the lore as far as we're aware. But again, I, yeah, we talked a lot about this last week. All right, so that's basically that. That went live. So we'll now move on to some emails. If you have an email for the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast or blizzardwatch so we know it's for this show. Um, Anne's going to read them for us now if she doesn't mind. Okay, first email is from Wycliffe of Morgan Rogue from Stormrage US. Shout out, Rogue Buddy. Fistbump. Anyway, Woo-hoo. hi watchers. I was recently looking at the list of playable and upcoming allied races and it got me thinking. Each allied race tends to mirror an already existing race, both for the Alliance and the Horde. High Mountain are very similar to Torin. Well, they are Torin technically. Uh, Colterians are another form of humans. Well, yeah, they are. They're just from a different part of the world. Do you think this means that the Worgen will get some form of allied race that mirrors the Worgen we have already for the Alliance? Appreciate all you do, proud patron Wycliffe. No, but I want them to. I think that if we got any kind of worgen that if we got any additional worgen, we would get the druids of the fang, the, the yes. night elf version. Ancient night elf worgen who don't know what the heck has been going on. They're all a little crazy, and oh my god, would they be effective against the horde? Like, I seriously uh, want to see you that. You think they would side with the alliance? Just, I mean, that's pretty. Yes, because you're invading their lands and burning their stuff. And plus, I think it'd be cool because then you could in, you could introduce something cool for the horde involving something from Draenor, like for instance, Saberon. I've always wanted okay, to see the, the, the Saberon. Yeah, that that would be that would be cool. Um, it makes no sense. Why would the Saberon join the alliance? It doesn't make any sense. Although, if you look at the Draenor races, like the Arakoa or the ogres oh Arakoa. Arakoa, mm. you could see going either way like there could be Arakoa who joined the alliance and Arakoa who joined the horde uh, I, ogres, I, I have always thought the Arakoa could be like the redeemed Arakoa and then the outcast Arakoa like yeah you could do that oh you Anyways, could back, split it that way so everybody gets question. birdies yes to the question but, though I, I you guys bring up good points about uh the druids of the fang I hadn't thought of that I wasn't sure what other worgen would even look like outside of you know maybe having the old really um, there aren't any other than maybe the crazy ones that aragal had but they were yeah, just more I, of the I same like really them back um but yeah exactly like what what would other worgen be because worgen are i mean the worgen form is what makes them unique from humans because otherwise they're just yeah but if you humans. look at the if you look at like for instance alpha prime who's like the very Fang fangfire the first worgen ever his worgen form is distinct from a normal worgen form. For one thing, it's got big night elf ears. Yep. They're like sticking out there. And, it, and he was also way bigger and kind of purpley. Um, so there is, there's a, they're different looking. But now that you've said the thing about bringing back the original worgen forms, do you guys remember the tameable worgen that Hunter's yes. had? Yes, I had it. Yes. I had it. I got it in Wrath and I was really happy about it. And then they killed it. When they, they, when they, they took they changed, it away, didn't they? Yeah, yeah they did. Well, they took it away because they were changing the worgen skin to to the new worgen models. They like all if you go and look at worgen now, like no, a lot of have, no, they models. took it away. Yeah, those, those they took it away there. because the worgen they didn't want you to have a pet. That it was, was a, a humanoid. Yeah. It was a humanoid yeah. form, and they didn't want you to have a humanoid form as a hunter pet. So they got rid of it, which I understand. But, but at the same time, I enjoyed having my little buddy hanging out with me. Anyway, yeah, the ones, that, that the ones was a that really is, cool like week or whatever. The worgen, <laughs> The worgen, as they look in, in still in wrath content, still look the same as they did before. They didn't change those. Yeah, but they if you if you go back to like Shadowfang Keep, those worgen are all different. Yes, uh, like the the best example, and it actually has a little bit of armor, which not all of them did. But the uh, the boss in Utgard Keep or Pinnacle, uh, one of the one Utgard of dungeons, two. where where you fight like there's four like yeah, I know you're talking about that. the room yeah, full they of look trophy like, people, um, yeah, taxidermy 
things. Uh, one, one of them is a worgen and uses the old model. That would be cool to bring in. If you wanted to bring in Horde Worgen, that would be cool to bring in for the Horde Worgen model and have them actually yeah. be orcs who got Worgen somehow. Maybe it's even that they're just straight out possessed by the spirit of Lagash and they're not like the same. Just something cool like that if you're going to do that. But I honestly would rather see like Arakoa or Sabron or even Ogres. Ogres especially because I feel like there's two groups of Ogres. There's like the the ones who had like the, you know the High Mall Empire types and then there's like scattered Ogres who don't, you know, had necessarily care about High Mall. So you could do something with that too. Um, there's just, but yeah, I'd love to see the the worgen get in. Uh, the, someone, the, someone I, in chat mentioned, "What about uncursed Gilnaeans? Uh, you're pretty much describing humans with an accent, like I, not to be they have dismissive, but hair. again, they're humans with Top an accent. Slight, Top hats is not a reason to have an slightly all different hair and eye color options, but otherwise the models are identical, so it's yeah. not really all that different. Um, Colterians have a variety of different body types." Because they've got the they really have? skinny guys, they've got the really big guys, they've got the people in between. But, like, I I think as far as anything Worgen-related goes, we know what the Worgen curse is now. We understand that it's a bad thing. We're making sure it doesn't spread anymore. So it doesn't make sense to me. I know you were talking about potentially, like, orcs that had been Worgen-fied, and I'm like, why? Why would they want to do that? They wouldn't want to do that. Why would they do that? But the thing is, is if you go back, if you go back, yeah, I don't think Sylvanas would be cool with it either, because she has a beef with the Worgen. Anyway, but if you go back, if you just go back to those original Worgen, like the Druids of the Fang, the original guys, then you could have a Night Elf iteration of these guys. Um, And I don't think in any case that they would ever be going to the horde i, I think that yeah no, if they were going to come out with another like a worgen derivative it, it would just be it'd be another alliance race yeah saberon though kind of have that worgeny look to them and yeah go saberon would be rad <laughs> yeah. yeah if you wanted a horde race that was mirrored the worgen in some way the saberon would basically use Cat the same people. skeleton okay but can be we get the tolvir on somebody's side because i want to play I have, the kitty I cat person Making the Tolvir Centaur like was the biggest mistake in terms of us ever getting them as playable. Okay, but I think, they're like, cool. I love them. I think they're awesome, and I really wish I'd love it if you could play a Tolvir and you could still just ride a mount because you'd be up on the mount's back. <laughs> you'd be up on the mount's back. But I mean, if you wanted to make <laughs> can, it, like, can you imagine two Tolvir like a... in the passenger seats of a yak, oh, or God. just in the motorcycle? <laughs> All that cat sticking out. Oh God. Uh, I'm just imagining them like surfing on the back of a horse. <laughs> it's like the stackable stag only in, in motion. There's there's a moment in Battle for Azeroth where you're on a motorcycle and there are two NPCs and the way they ride is kind of what we're describing. Like they're not actually sitting in seats. They're just like in the like crouched ready position just on the sides of the motorcycle and it looks hilarious. Um, do that, but with Tolvir. This is totally off topic. It totally is, but it's okay because I think we answered the question. We can move on, okay? Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, well, this one doesn't have a name on it, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll just go with it anyway. It says, greetings. When it comes to leveling, WoW has been basically the same other than a few enhancements like scaling zones. Do you think they should try something different? For example, instead of 10 quests giving 25,000 XP each, have one quest for 25,000. The single quest would be longer and more involved, which would also add to the game's difficulty, but the end result would be worth it. Instead of collecting bear butts, I might be doing something truly worthy of my attention. Anonymous. They kind of do this. Yeah. I mean, they just break the they break it up into multiple quests, but it's still like you know use one example. I think that I think Mitch and, and Anne would agree with me. Um, when you do uh, the the Sylvanas or Gen quests in uh oh bloody Stormheim, yeah, in Stormheim, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I mean yeah, there's multiple quests, but it's all basically leading up to one big epic moment. So. It's a storyline that's been broken into chunks, and the reason that it's been broken into chunks isn't so much to limit the amount of XP that you get per chunk. It's so that you have a chance to get up and walk away if you need to. You aren't stuck there for a couple of hours doing one singular quest. Yeah, and as far as the XP is concerned, they they do sort of do that with the quest. Like, if you do a dungeon quest, which is usually the culmination of a zone, or even, I, I think sometimes if you do the quest where, like, you know, when you 
finished the Stormheim cinematic. Yeah. Like, I think those still give a little bit more XP. They, they give, give more XP. Um, there are also better, parts where like, you have to go, loot. like, kill elite things. Those usually give more XP. Like, there's a variation. They don't all yeah, do the same amount. And then there's the ones where it's like, hey, go talk to so-and-so so you can see that this, you know, new questing hub exists. Like, and those give, like, a thousand or something. Can I ask um, you guys what you think about one thing, something? No. When you, do, when you when you do the demon invasion or whatever you want to call it, like when a zone is under attack, do you think that suit like when you finish that you get a big chunk of XP if you haven't already done so? Like if you've already leveled, you can't do the very end of it if you're not max level. But if you do the whole thing, it still is a big quest. Yeah. And it still does basically give you like you get a reward. The reward is worth gold because you're max level. But I, I don't know. Does that do you think that counts as this? The the Maybe disparity they're degree? describing between quest XP is a lot bigger than what WoW does right now. I think because it, I think they use like what almost a a deg- ten times difference. Yeah. Yeah, and WoW doesn't do it quite that drastically. Um, I, I don't know. It it wouldn't be bad, I guess, to have some longer quests. But at the same time, what is the actual difference between having a long quest that rewards? big XP versus breaking a long quest into parts so you feel like you're making more progress. If you total up the sum of all XP from all of the parts of this one like storyline or whatever, like take the Stormheim example, you're probably getting somewhere close to that 25,000 that you're talking about. It's just it happens to be split up. Now, if you're talking about the oh, I don't know, the ennui of searching for numerous bear butts all over the landscape, yeah, I could do without the collection quests. I would rather they all have an impact rather than some of them having an impact and some of them just being, can you go fetch 10 of these flowers for me? Because fetching 10 flowers is really boring. <laughs> See, there's sometimes there's no I like those quests, in though. Like, I, I actually do like some of the quote-unquote boring quests because they, they're especially nice for alts. I don't know. They have their place. I think yeah. I would definitely, I definitely lean more towards, though, um, wanting quests stuff. that actually feel meaningful and yeah, impact the but, story. And also, Battle for Azeroth is doing that pretty well. Battle for Azeroth in particular, though, if they give you a quest to go do 10 of X of anything, it's usually more for a reason than just, I want some butts to make a poultice. It's more yeah. like, uh, we're going to send you to this area to go fetch 10, 10 things for us, and you go to that area to get 10 things, and while you're there, you find somebody else, and there's actually a story there. And, and the reason you're collecting something. the 10 things in the first place as well is more than a it's little more It's more to sometimes. point you at that area so you're at that next hub than it is to go get whatever. But yeah, totally even if you, far, get, if you go get the whatever and you bring it back, all of a sudden the story kicks up to someplace more interesting. And yeah, Dressvar is one of those places where it's like you're being sent to collect stuff. And as you're collecting it, you're like, you know, maybe maybe this isn't the best thing to be collecting <laughs> maybe i shouldn't be doing this well it's like that maybe too. there's something really wrong going on here and i'm just contributing to the problem <laughs> i just i remember like the first time i went to nazmir and you go in and you get to a certain point where you're being sent to do stuff that's kind of like the standard stereotypical fetch quest except you're being sent to do it by like a huge lore figure and you know it's got more to do than what he's telling you yeah like there's there's yeah. a lot no, of that no spoilers here, like, there but yeah, I'm trying Nazmir to Nazmir is so good, you guys. There's there's a lot. I, I do think I get what you're saying in terms of, you know, sometimes, you know, it's like I we've all remember going to the Barrens and going, why doesn't the Zevra have hooves? What's oh, wrong God. with this, these yeah. Zevra's feet? How can they all be lacking hooves? Am I hitting or am I hitting these bears hard enough to destroy all their brains? I think at one point in the beta, I may have actually used the feedback feedback box to say, like, why doesn't this guy have a head? Like, <laughs> it's right there. Why like, isn't I'm, he dropping? I, I it? killed him. I should be able to take his head. <laughs> it's the same thing but, with like the plane striders that drop the beaks. Some of them yeah. didn't didn't have beaks for some reason. This, it's like, this what have I been has killing? Eight legs. Why did I only get two? <laughs> Why did I only get two legs from the spider? Am, am I really destroying this many of this thing's <laughs> legs? Can I focus less on its legs? I, I just you'd think I if that know. was the whole point, I'd be more careful. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but <laughs> question-wise, uh, I again, I think they kind of do this, uh, but they just they present it differently. They present it in a way that makes you feel like you're making progress. Like maybe this might be a bad comparison, but if if you're leveling a profession and instead of getting one point uh, per gathering thing, you know, one out of three hundred, 
if you got like a quarter of a point, but there were only like a hundred and some skill levels total, it would still, it, it's a different mental feeling, feeling like you're making less percentage of a progress, I guess. I don't know. It, it's, it's the psychological approach to you're getting the same amount of XP in the end, uh, but you're getting it in bits. So you are actually making this progress. Also, I gotta say, I think Anne's point about having break points so you can, I don't know. I'll just say it, go up and use the bathroom. It, that is appreciated by or like, me. Go get a snack <laughs> or go answer the phone without feeling like you're interrupting something that you're really, inve- you know, you need like that break point there just, just in case. They don't want to keep people chained, shackled to their desks for too long here, guys. You know, that would be, that would be bad. Yeah. It also, it, <laughs> I say still... as somebody who works at a desk, like six to yeah. eight hours a day. <laughs> in a similar vein though, having those breakpoints also means that you can kind of more easily remember where you left off if you do choose to take a break. Yeah. Like if there were no, if your quest dialogue didn't update or it did update slightly, but not as concisely because, you know, it's not split into two quests. It's one quest. Now it, you might log into the game a day or even a couple weeks later and be like, uh, what the heck was I doing here? Like, it's it helps kind of reorient you too if you take And I break. feel like I should point out that I mean, yes, we are making fun of the barons and their zebra their hoofless zebras and beakless plane striders and all the <laughs> other strange things wandering around that particular section. Man, the cataclysm really did a number on the wildlife. I'm just saying for, for all that I've complained about the horde, let's be honest, you put them in a place where like literally every animal is lacking something vital. No it's, wonder they like Yeah. <laughs> Nothing grows out there. Nothing like not even the animals. They're just hobbling around trying to eat out in existence oh, no, without a mouth. <laughs> no, but I mean, for 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 all, for all the poking fun we make at, at like that kind of stuff, I do have to say that as the expansions have moved on, Blizzard Blizzard has as a whole kind of moved further away from padding everything out with fetch quests. Yeah, there's a lot absolutely. less of those now, and a lot of them are very much optional. You don't need to do them as like part of a storyline or anything. I like the stuff that they do in the zones now, where you can go to like a bonus, like there's a bonus objective for an area, and that's usually the boring fetch stuff or kill however many of this thing or fill up this bar or whatever. You can do that or you can not do that. Doesn't matter. Um, yeah, and bonus. I I appreciate that they kind of shuffled that off to its own category where it's like okay well while i'm here i can do this thing for some extra xp if i want to but i don't battle for Azeroth questing feels really good it I, does we'll just i will it say does. that and uh, it's not exactly what you had in mind but I'm, I'm curious to see if you think it feels better so check in with us in two months okay let's get the other email here um this is <laughs> this is from daddy <laughs> <laughs> daddy is a Toran prot warrior on lightbringer uh, I asked about that, and you said no. You said it was just dad, but no, no, no. This was this was um the the other one was a druid. I, oh, I did a dungeon okay. with so a you... druid, and the druid's name was Dad. I, daddy has actually written to us a few times before. Yes, this is not Daddy's first rodeo. Yeah, thanks, no. thanks, da- Daddy. Dad, Dad is somebody else. Dad was a a bear druid that I did. I don't even remember which dungeon it was now. Oh, uh, Vault of the Wardens. I did Vault of the Wardens with Dad, and I hope I made Dad proud. I know I got my quest completed so I could get my mount on my death knight. So I'm thankful for that. Thank you, dad. Don't anyway, daddy, daddy and make it sound weird guys. Don't correct. do that. So daddy is the Torin prot warrior on Lightbringer, who says Loctar purveyors of floating frozen water. Feel free to trim the fat of my email as needed. It's not too lengthy. We'll be okay here, but uh, there's two questions here. So we're just going to answer them both. Um, one at a time here. He says, my fiance is Japanese and she's still learning many of the small nuances we take for granted as native English speakers. We've been using games like Warcraft to hang out from afar and teach English while going through the immigration process and she likes it, but she's new to gaming. So I have two questions. First, any recommendations for add-ons? I know about um, Japanizer and love it. I don't know what that one is. Uh, he, says, he says, but it hasn't been updated since before Argus. Maybe other add-ons not necessarily translation-based, but would help a newbie with language difficulties. I am not aware of any. Nor am I. I'm very sorry, honest. Daddy. I don't know if I can help you in that aspect. Um, I think Japanizer is probably the best 
one yet for what you're looking for. One that basically does a uh, Japanese English type stuff. It's yeah. there's not a lot of them, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, second. If, if anybody, sorry, if you are, yeah, if, if, if you're anybody an expert, does know of an add-on like that, like tweet it at us or post it in the the comments for this, uh, because now I'm actually genuinely curious about that, and it would yeah. help someone out. Yeah. I, and it would be nice. It would be nice for us to be able to tell him, or yeah, you for that matter. And so if we're missing something, just point it out. Email it if you guys know of anything like that. Email that to podcast at blizzardwatch.com and we'll talk about it next week. Oh yeah, keep an point. eye out for that, Rossi. Maybe we can follow up, follow up on this one. Okay, so the second question here: What class, spec, and horde race would you recommend? She wants to range DPS pew pew, so she's played a hunter to level twenty five, but we found they require a lot of pet micromanaging and multi target too passively. I currently feel the most straightforward range DPS is destruction warlock. Ironically, despite also having a pet, I have some alts, but I almost exclusively play a prop warrior, so I'm not the authority on all slash fun DPS. Side note, she loves Nightborn, albeit it requires unlocking. Um, Destruction Warlock, I mean, and in a good... way, Hunters, both of them have talent options that allow you to get rid of the pets. Yeah, I was going to say... One, one of the Hunter specs does. I don't know if all of them do, Mark's, but you, Mark's you definitely Hunter, can do that. With Mark's Hunter, you don't really need the pet. Um, you're yeah. just pew-pewing from afar. But if you're going that route with it, I mean, I know maybe it's a little bit of a glass cannon. I don't know how much they are now, actually, because I haven't played 1 to 110. Mages? Um, mages, yeah. Eh, I had a lot. still fairly glass cannon-y. But yeah, but if they're... she's if she's playing with him, that might not be oh, as much yeah, of an yeah. issue. If, absolutely. I mean, because ma- mages are... Uh, some, some of the specs are a little complicated. Honestly, Destruction Warlocks might be the easier route, to be honest. Um, I all I know is that I had a mage that I leveled in wrath and I think cataclysm. I don't know if I actually. I need to go back and look at that alt because I don't think I took that alt beyond beyond level ninety. I need to look. But, I'm gonna recommend one of two classes here. Yeah. Uh, either. Can I, can I finish? Oh, no, I thought you were done. I'm sorry. No, I wasn't done. <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, when I was leveling that mage, was it a glass cannon? Yeah, kind of. But was blowing things up worth it? Totally. Fire mage was so much fun. Maybe it wasn't the most optimal for DPS or what. I didn't care. All I cared about was throwing fireballs in things' faces, and it was a delight. So the, maybe the look reason into I'm that. leaning and the nightborn, the nightborn can be mages. So the the reason I'm leaning against mage is because fire has a lot of casting while casting or casting while moving. And Frost has a lot of procs, whereas I don't believe Destruction really has either of those things. Like, you do have yeah. to, you know, dot things, but it, it doesn't have as much of the... the they, they've spruced mages up, I guess, to put it, well, bluntly, nicely, complimentary. I'm okay, just, Rossi, uh, you were saying? I think, well, frankly, uh, I think you should abandon the Highborn thing and you should go Torrin, uh, because Torrin are awesome. And I think there's two possible classes that you could do because they're not limited to range DPS. Uh, you could play a balanced druid who are, you know, pretty fun. Uh, you know, I've enjoyed playing mine when I go balance. Um, I haven't leveled it to 110, but, you know, Eclipse is an interesting mechanic and they seem like a fun group. Uh, and then there's enhancement shaman, not enhancement, elemental shaman, uh, because you get a shield and they have a little bit more survivability than some other classes while they're still, you know, shaman, which means you get cool stuff like bloodlust or heroism. It'll be bloodlust in your case. Having played both of these, I would have to um, agree on both of those counts. First of all, elemental shaman, um, lighting things up with bolts of lightning is super satisfying (laughs) on so many levels. Chain lightning is the best spell ever. Um, <laughs> topped only by balanced druids and their unique ability to drop a freaking drop a planet. Moon. You just drop a moon on somebody's it, head. It's, and It's beautiful. And it and does it, damage to actually make it feel like you're dropping a moon on someone. It like It's not feels, just like, oh, it's pretty graphic. It, it feels amazing <laughs> to yeah. do it. But both and, of them, I don't yeah. think you can... You you can't do either of those on a Nightborn. So if she's really dedicated to the idea of a Nightborn, maybe not those. Yeah, but I, here's the thing, though. I am seriously the reason I'm recommending them is because if she finds out later she doesn't like range DPS as much, uh, those classes don't have to be range DPS. They can do other things. They do have yeah additional specs do different things, but so that's that's the only th- reason I'm bringing them up. Um, otherwise. I, I gotta say, I like Hunters. 
I think hunters, I'm leveling one right now. I've got one already to max level. I'm playing one on the beta. I think hunters are a lot of fun. Uh, I, I think have marksman, two at max level, and I quite like them both. Yeah. Marksman hunters, you can, if you, you still can, I think you're still going to have the pet in, in Battle for Azeroth, but you don't really have to worry about it as much. It's not as much a thing. It's basically just a tank for you. So, and she's going to have you anyway. You're going to be playing together, so that's not really that big a deal. Yeah, the the reason I was going Warlock is they have pretty high survivability. Um, uh, oh, they, I remember. They have high survivability. They can get a tank pet if they want to, and if they don't want pets, like you know, she seems pet averse. They do have Grimoire of Sacrifice, and I think that's sticking around. Um, all of those. Being, you know, if they're not playing together, like if she just wants to hop on one night or, you know, he can't play. Um, though that's a, I mean, hunters, you know, do have survivability as well, but warlocks, I think, are, again, I'm leaning destruction warlock, and I know that was mentioned in the post itself, so it's not like super original, but I do think that's a good option for several reasons. Okay. Well, hopefully we'll get some responses as far as like the translation stuff. Again, yeah. if, if you guys have any advice on that front, um, as far as add-ons that help with translation and or learning languages, hey, email those to podcast at blizzardwatch.com and we'll go ahead and bring those up again next week. Um, we have a couple emails left, but instead of that, I want to actually turn to the chat channel because the Boojum asked about something that we haven't actually talked about. Yeah, and before uh, we do the closing thing, I have one more thing I wanted to say, but go ahead with Boojum. Well, there's a couple of things that I wanted to say, actually. But um, with the Boojum, they said, any thoughts on the Warcraft movie prop auction? That is a thing that is happening. I think it's only got like a couple of days left. Uh, it was what till the twenty eighth or twenty? Was it the twenty no, fifth? I thought 25th. it was. I thought it was two weeks. Uh-uh. Oh, maybe it's oh, the twenty fifth. Okay. It ends. It ends on the twenty fifth. So there's a bunch of stuff on there that's like, um, these are all props that are from the Warcraft movie. So there are costumes, there are weapons, there are set decorations, there's a whole mess of things. And the Boojum just said, any thoughts on that? Um, what do you guys think about that? Well, here's, and I don't know if this was what Boojum was going for, but a lot of people have said, does this mean that we're, you know, SOL in terms of a sequel? Which I kind of think we already were. But does this, is this like the final nail in the coffin? Do you guys think? I, I don't know about the final nail in the coffin, I think that like stuff like this, they could like recreate stuff like this if they needed to, because they have all the models and everything that they need for it. No big deal. But I would say that the likelihood of us getting a sequel is slim to none at this point, because it really didn't perform that. It performed amazing in China and it didn't perform that well in the U.S. I don't know why. Frankly. Probably because critical reviews were overly critical, I yeah, think, and, and I pre-release thought... reviews kind of dumped I, on it for I... non-casual fan or for non-hardcore fans. Yeah, and I kind of thought that both of those things were super dumb because upon seeing the movie, I mean, the first time I saw the movie, I was like, okay, I have to kind of shove to the side that part of my brain that says, oh, that's not that's not part of Warcraft lore. No, because it's part of the movie lore and that's a separate thing and shut up, brain, you know? And once yeah. I got past that, it was okay. I went and saw it a second time because T-Mobile gave me, like, one of their little freebie things. I got a freebie ticket to go see the movie. So I was like, okay, well, I'll go see it twice. Cool. So I went to go see it again. And the second time through, I liked it a lot better. Probably because my brain had gotten past that point where I was expecting the lore to match what I had already seen in the game. And I'm like, no, no, now we're now we're just watching it as like a movie on its own merit. And was it like Oscar worthy material? No, it was a video game movie. <laughs> it was, but it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I wanted, really. They've done they've yeah. done quite a few video game movies over the past few years. Yeah. And a lot of them have been serious attempts to like, you know, this is a serious take. Um, like the Assassin's Creed movie or the or the, the Tomb Raider movie. I don't Warcraft think Assassin's Creed really did that well either, did it? No, no, no and that came out shortly after the Warcraft. Tomb, movie. Tomb Raider got beat by like a cartoon. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not saying they did well. I'm saying that they were a lot less. They took themselves way too seriously and were a lot less enjoyable than the Warcraft movie, in my opinion. That being said, and I did like the Warcraft movie and I thought it was fun and I would have liked to see a sequel. There's not going to be a sequel. Yeah. The fact that no, they are I, selling. Yeah. The fact that they're selling off the props basically means they don't think there will be a sequel. If the people who make the movie don't think there's going to be a sequel to it, there's not going to be a sequel to it. So uh, did you guys have a chance to look through the stuff that was up for auction and what did you think of all of it? I, 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 saw... actually, I pulled it up right now just to kind of check in on the prices. The highest bid 
uh, right now is Lothar's Alliance Armor with Sword. Current bid, 20000 asking bid 21000 Yep. The second highest behind that is the uh, King Lane Shield and Armor, which is, on- it's I say only, but it's at 5500 for the current bid. Um, I have no idea why Lothar's Armor is so much higher than the rest. Because he's the cooler. Low- it, uh, yeah, I mean it is, but like it's it's almost four times difference. It's but cool. have you looked at the two sets of armor next to each yeah, other? Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. Lothar's armor looks cooler. I'm it sorry, is. but the the lowest stuff is like um, axe VFX items. Like it's not a real axe; it's like the outline of an it's axe. It's the foam with... prop one that they like. Y- yeah, and those are on. those are like fifty to seventy, fifty to a hundred, I guess. Um, but also, you know, worth noting that shipping costs on some of these are going to be crazy, even small stuff. Did you guys see one thing I saw was uh, Adam Savage did a little video about stuff he bought from the well, auction. I didn't, chance, I didn't get a chance to actually watch that. Yeah, no, it's actually he basically got a full set of the uh, just Alliance soldier armor. Oh, yeah. It's uh, for one thing, it's really cool. Uh, it's all like, you know, relatively soft stuff. It's not like actually hard, but it's really detailed. And he, he put the whole suit on and walked around in it. And it looks really good. Uh, on him, it just it looked cool. It looked like what you expect. You saw the movie; it looked like that. Yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot of armor sets. It's he really got the, cool you know, I I I know I can't afford this stuff, so I don't go and look too much because it's like you know I'm not going to get Lothar's set. I mean, you, you just quoted 20k. If I had 20k, <laughs> you know, I could I can think of other stuff I'd be spending it on. You know what I mean? I just yeah. it's not it's not yeah. going to a suit of of prop armor, so. As cool as it is, it's not really stuff I, I'm going to get. So, um, but... I'm going to keep an eye on some of the lower price stuff and just see where they're at, like towards the end of the auction. Because with auctions, a lot of the spikes in price, like people started bidding right away the first day because it was you know super hyped and everything. But you'll also see a huge spike right at the end. Anybody who's tried to get something off the black market auction house might know this. Um, or eBay. Yeah, yeah black market. <laughs> eBay, what's that? No, either one. Um, Side note: The mailbox was a surprise hit the first day. It's up to fifteen hundred. See, for me, I think if I wanted anything from this auction, because there's there's a lot of different stuff on, but yeah, I was surprised. Any, that was another thing. Any of the books or the maps or the scrolls, like just the background stuff like that, or even yeah. like. I like the, the, the wooden signs that are like, you know, Old Town or the the Stormwind signs. Yeah, there's that like point those to the different are, areas. Those things, those are, things rad. are about 100 <laughs> right now. Like, they do have a couple yeah. scrolls for 100 and a couple, like, they, wooden they sword bunch, or burning steps map. They have a bunch of, like, scrolls and things from Medivh's library. And I'm like, yeah. I would, if I, if I had the money, I would be all over that because. I mean, it's Medivh's library. Come on. So, yeah. Right. I'll, I'll just be up front, and I'm glad Lothar used a one-handed sword in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> if he had used an Ashkandi or an Ashkandi lookalike, I would be outside someone's house right now with, like, duct tape oh trying my God. to figure out how to get that thing. Uh, I, I just – I'm scrolling through, and I did not see this before. It's called the Special Effects Slave Corpse. Yeah. It It is just – I can't imagine it's like opening a, it's that like thing. A, <laughs> yeah, it's like a body. <laughs> like it, it has a normal-ish head, and then the body is just this like shriveled. It looks like something you'd find at one of those Halloween stores. But yeah, I cannot imagine just having this shipped to you, and then you're like, "Oh, cool! The the corpse." Came. <laughs> <It's so weird. laughs> it's it's a it's a corpse in a box. Of, yeah, no, you don't. You, yeah. Take a look at that one. It's fun. Yeah. There's there's a bunch of like really, really fun stuff in there. Um, Medivh's book. Medivh also has like the book that he carried. And yeah, that one's I think that one's up to 175 or something. And it's also gorgeous. I mean, anything, anything like that. That's the kind of stuff that I'm interested in more so than like armor sets or things like that. Because what am I going to do with a piece of armor? I don't know. What am I going to do with scrolls? I don't know. Frame them. Put them on the wall. Put them on a shelf. I have lots of shelves with books on I, them already. I did just notice too. Some of the beds have like a one day, eighteen hours from the time of this recording yeah. left on them, where others have like two days. Some so they don't all end at exactly the same time. So if no. you are actually legitimately interested, you know. Keep, keep an eye on mind. things. Keep an eye yeah. on things. But yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a thing that's going on. Another thing that's going on that I forgot to mention at the top of the show, but I'm going to en- mention it right now uh, for listeners. Hey, you guys, if you missed it earlier today, we put up a post. In that post is a request 
Um, specifically for people that would like a beta key for Battle for Azeroth. We have 30 beta keys to give away, thanks to Blizzard. So we have thrown open the doors to a contest. All we're asking you guys do, to do is leave a comment on the post uh, and include a screenshot that encapsulates why you're fighting in Battle for Azeroth. And that could be anything. It could be, you know, your faction leader. It could be a faction flag. It could be the place that your character wants to hang out and nap in rather than fight. It could be anything. We don't care. Just put a screenshot in there. We're interested in seeing what you have to offer. We'll be choosing 30 winners at random next week. So if you haven't gotten into the Battle for Azeroth beta and checked out Boralus, which is, as I mentioned before, completely amazing, along with everything else that the beta has to offer, uh, here's your chance. Go enter. Thanks. Mitch, um, you said you had one more thing you wanted to say? Yeah, and we, we sort of, I think, briefly mentioned this on the pre-show, but during the actual show itself, Blizzard did announce this morning that uh, plus 15 artifact appearances will no longer be tied to this expansion. Oh, yeah. You you can get them uh, if you get them right now at level 110 you'll unlock the artifact appearance august 13th at midnight or whatever when the game transitions over to battle for azeroth and level 120 is active there will be a new achievement for um a plus 15 at 120 that will still reward the appearance um People have also kind of been a little confused now um, because the whole August 13th thing, uh, they're kind of wondering how long they have until the Mage Tower appearances go away. And I have always taken that to mean the pre-patch, which is not August 13th. And the reason I think August 13th is for the plus 15 is because that's when the servers transition to 120 at the cap, as the level cap. Um, Mage Tower appearances... They've just said when Legion ends, and they haven't clarified if that means pre-patch or August 14th, 13th, whatever. Um, but just, you know, Mage Tower appearances are officially the only ones you will not be able to unlock after Legion, whenever that may be. Okay. Well, that wraps us up for emails and questions, I think. And we're going to—we're actually running a little over. Sorry, guys. Uh, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at Patreon.com/slash/BlizzardWatch, and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast over the queue, and an ads-free site experience. And again, if you enjoy our show, consider checking out Curiosity Stream at BlizzardWatch.com/slash/Curiosity. You can watch over 1,500 science, history, tech, and nature documentaries on the channel. It's kind of like Netflix. Subscriptions start at $2.99 a month. They add new shows every week. Again, you can find them at blizzardwatch.com slash curiosity. And every new subscription helps support our show and everything that we do. Thank you very much, Ian. Uh, Again, this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. So if you have an email for the podcast, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast to blizzard watch in it uh, again i'm going to mention this again because it's about emails if you know of any add-ons that help with the japanese language or other people you know doing language translations please put those in we'd like to be able to mention them next week's show thank you guys so much for being here we'll be here next week 